On this episode of Sessions, we chat with Rebecca Prusinowski, Director of Content over at Parachute Home. Listen in as we talk about building and establishing a content strategy, being a disruptive brand in the bedding and home space, and the long tail effect of quality content. Sessions, a podcast presented by Matt Black, the creators behind the Shapeshift Report. I am Chelsea Matthews. Um, I am the founder of Matt Black, and I'm sat here today with Rebecca, who is the director of content at one of my favorite home goods bedding brands, Parachute. Um, pretty much adorns every bed in my house. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So talk to me about Parachute. What What is going on? You guys have had a tremendous couple of years. We have, yes. Uh, Parachute, in a nutshell, makes modern home textiles for a more comfortable home. We started by rethinking the basics of bedding, and now we are expanding into other areas of the home. Uh, we believe that high-quality, smart design and personal comfort shouldn't cost a fortune, and really, above all, that you should start and end your day feeling your very best. So the you know the sheets that you wake up in to the towels that you use when you shower, and then eventually when you make your way into the kitchen, really the textiles that you interact with most intimately. Totally. And I feel like, you know, Parachute is one of the brands that I would consider to be you know, kind of at the forefront of, of the like disruptor revolution, which I would think of as like the Everlanes of the world. And, you know, those kind of like really like B2C type brands that kind of just shook things up. And I feel like Parachute. Yeah, totally. Um, we started as an online business and that is still our bread and butter. Um, we are a direct-to-consumer brand, so we cut out the licensing and distribution fees and pass those savings on to the customer, much like Everlane and Warby Parker. And um, I, th- I think that what makes Parachute so extraordinary is that we put the product first, and the product is this incredibly high-quality, beautiful bedding made in Italy. Our linen line is made in Portugal. Uh, but it doesn't cost like a zillion dollars um, because we're able to cut down those the, those middleman fees. Um, and we do have a showroom store now, and we will be opening a few more this year. But we are fundamentally an online business. Amazing. So before I kind of dig into you and all that you have gotten up to, I have to ask you a couple of quick fire cues. Sure. This is this is our rite of passage into okay. the podcast. Um, I recently just did karaoke for the first time, so I have to know, what's your go-to karaoke song? I would say Tyrone by Erica Badu. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a great singer, but um, you can kind of croon your way through that one. <laughs> it's super sassy and pretty unexpected, and everyone always gets in on the chorus. And they're like, call him, you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that one. I love it. Um, what would you consider to be the most inspiring city? I am going to say Los Angeles. Um, I I moved from New York to L.A. about four years ago, and I'm totally smitten with this city. Uh, You know, the art, the food, the media and tech industries are booming, and then you've got, you know, nature all around you. Um, And I love that L.A. is getting a little slicker. Like, you could argue that we have some of the best coffee in the country, and um, but it's still got this 
like kooky, charmingly offbeat energy in so many ways. And so I, I just think it's a super unique city. Um, and I, I love that it rewards discovery. Um, after years in New York, like it's, it's a very overstimulating city and it's everything's kind of right in front of your face. And LA, the more you seek, the more you find. And so even though I've been here for about four years, um, I'm still as like super in love with it. Oh, totally. I've been here for 10 years. I feel like I'm still uncovering new areas. Absolutely. It's amazing. Um, and lastly, what's your comfort food? I love warm baked bread and fresh pressed olive oil, but like olive oil that's almost green and it's like so, um, fresh that you almost choke on it. Um, that would be my comfort food, bread and olive oil. That is amazing. Yeah. Very un LA. I I love carbs. So (laughs) you're like gluten. Yeah. Gluten and carbs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so as you just mentioned, you moved here from New York about four years ago. What influenced the move here? How have you, like, what, what were you up to before Parachute? How did you, you know, get aligned with Parachute? What's your background? Yeah, well, prior to joining Parachute, I was a writer and brand consultant for many years. I worked uh, for Paper Magazine, and I was one of the first writers at Rack.com. I wrote for the New York Times Local and a bunch of other print and online publications, And I most often reported retail news, uh, really, you know, the intersection of fashion and culture, um, which stores were opening and, you know, what neighborhoods and why, and really sort of the zeitgeist. And I I really loved the intellectual rigors of writing and the strategic impact of marketing. And so eventually, like, my freelance writing evolved into content, marrying, like, words and visuals and branding and sort of helping small businesses craft their brand identity. Um, So, you know, I was doing that sort of work in New York and I relocated to LA totally like a personal choice. I was just looking to discover something new and uh, it was awesome. It was a great way to get to LA because I was able to explore the city and meet a lot of people out and about. But after about a year and a half, um, you know, you're like Skype, you're Skyping clients and you're sort of, you know, tucked away in, you know, the corner of a cafe. And I I was just like, I felt like there was more to the city and I really wanted to build something bigger than what I could do on my own. I had just like reached that point personally and professionally. And so I reached out um, to my network of friends and colleagues and, you know, just asked people to put their feelers out and if they knew of any opportunities that seemed like a good fit. Um, And a mutual friend connected me with Ariel Kay, Parachute's uh, founder and CEO. And at that point, she had just launched Parachute uh, a few months prior, and it was really gaining steam. And so at the point that I met Ariel, there there were about three employees. Um, They had already established a core assortment of premium quality bedding essentials, and they were selling well online uh, due to some press and some word of mouth. But they, they needed a brand identity and content to grow brand awareness and to create more of a connection. And so I jumped on board, and I honestly wasn't sure if it would be like a three-month project or something small, because um, I had never worked in the home interior space. You know, right. I, I had worked primarily in fashion and retail. Um, but after my first week, I, I knew that I wanted to help build this brand, um, especially 
Like when your values and your aesthetics align, uh, um, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity to help build a brand. And uh, that was two and a half years ago. So we've that's come amazing. a long way. Yeah. And it's really cool. I mean, I would, you know, I would say two and a half years ago, branded content was definitely, you know, the hot ticket and it just continues to keep like scaling more and more. But it seemed like a very kind of, smart and strategic move for such a small company to invest in someone like yourself who comes from like writing and content and and obviously really understood how that would help drive the business so I think that that's really what a cool opportunity basically yeah I mean parachute was first to market um you know offering this premium quality bedding at like a a, a reasonably accessible price and so I, I think like you know, we were, we were sort of ahead of, ahead of the curve in, you know, what we offered, but how we connected with our customers was also, um, I, I feel like set us apart from the beginning. And that's really to Arielle's credit. She, um, wanted to invest in content and really saw the value of building a relationship with our customers. That's awesome. So where did you start? Like where, how do you even, when you come in on something like that, like when you're looking at, okay, there's this new cool brand, home interior space, not my background. I want to help define this voice. Well, one of the first things I did when I started at Parachute, which I had always done for my, my clients as a freelancer was to create a style guide. You know, we have to define our voice, our values, our audience, and you know, so that the the copy that you're reading on the website homepage is consistent with the copy that you're seeing um, on Instagram is consistent with what you're seeing in a Facebook marketing ad is consistent with you know a blog story that you're publishing and I feel like once you have that established um, you know your voice might vary according to the platform I I always like to say you know how you speak to your grandmother is a little bit different than how you speak to your BFF, which is a little bit, you know, different from how you speak with your boss, but you're still the same person, you know? And so you should, you should have a consistent voice. It just varies slightly according to the medium. And, and so once we had that style guide, that's really the foundation and, and then you can really evolve from there. Totally. And so how do you, I mean, as your team has grown, I think you mentioned now there's like three people within your specific department now. So you started when the company was three people, right? you guys have grown a lot and now you have three people, you know, kind of under you. How do you facilitate and infuse that style guide? Well, I think the focus of our content at Parachute is to educate and inspire the Parachute community. That is essential. And and that's really the essence of what we do in the content department. So, you know, okay, how do you educate and inspire? Uh, Well, half of the content that we create is designed to, as I mentioned earlier, to to sort of help um, answer some of these questions and to connect with our customer. Um, So we're creating content that, um, you know, like stories that debunk the importance of thread count you know, that's actually a marketing ploy. Um, you know, there's only so many threads you can fit into a square inch. And at the time, like before Parachute was established, you know, you'd always read about these inflated high thread count numbers, and that's just not possible. And we've been trained to equate, 
you know, high numbers with quality. And it's just not the case here. Um, you know, uh, other brands that were doing that are really just manipulating the thread count through ply. And so anyway, one of the first stories we published was, you know, uh, the truth about thread count. And we published stories like what sort of pillow is best for my sleeping style? And what's the difference between sateen and percale cotton bedding? And, you know, no other brand was really breaking it down so that customers understood what to look for while shopping. And I think that's what set Parachute apart from the very beginning. Um, you spend a third of your life in bed. Your sleep experience is really important. And no other brand was asking people how they slept. So we really wanted to empower our customers to feel confident um, about the choices they were making and to provide them answer that no one else was. And that, education, uh, that educational content was really the foundation. And it drives product awareness. And to be perfectly candid, it converts. Totally. And I feel like, too, again, like going back to the idea of my perception that Parachute is a disruptor brand and, and definitely disrupted the home space and especially in textiles um I would imagine that that education is one of the most critical pieces to like cracking the knowledge like to making people just go like oh okay I get why this is different totally I mean at the time that parachute was launched um you know you could either go to a big box store and you know we've all been there you walk in everything's covered in plastic it's all been white labeled from the same factory in China Nobody on the floor has any category experience, and you're like, uh, this kind of sucks. And you know, you you leave, and you don't even know what brand you bought. Um, you know that you're in the big box store, but you really have no emotional connection to the brand. And I think um, by providing uh, consumers answers and helping them better understand what sort of bedding to create, and make helping them feel like connected and knowing where their bedding was coming from and how it's made. And, you know, we, we manufacture very responsibly at Parachute, and we're also OECOTech certified, which means uh, there are no harmful chemicals or synthetics used in any part of our manufacturing process. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I do think that we really disrupted the category um, by providing that transparency and really helping to build that connection. So that's really the educational content. And once you know consumers are armed with information, like they feel empowered to to make that purchasing decision, and that really helped us. Um, and then the other half of the content that we create is more of like the inspirational mm -hmm. um, stories. You know, on the blog we publish interior design stories and bedtime routines with tastemakers and celebrities. And we partner with like-minded brands like Juice Served Here and Cafe Gratitude and The Citizenry and Goop and, you know, a macrame artist, Emily Katz. And, you know, those are all brands um, and artists that focus on sleep and wellness and style and ultimately like how you can create a more comfortable home. So I, I find that that inspirational content is how you retain the customers. You know, the educational content is really like, you get them in the door and it often converts, but then let's say you drop $500 on betting. Like, you know, that's, that's a considerable amount of money. How do, how does parachute keep you engaged and part of the community? And that is through the inspirational content. Totally. And I feel like it's something that, you know, a lot of brands, especially, you know, in startup or early stage struggle to understand the investment in content, not in the sense that they don't get it because they get it because they're consuming it all the time. But if you look at it from a budgetary standpoint, like these are my line items, this is what I need to invest into. Content is never like the leader. It's usually comes when 
an SEO expert or someone is like, you guys need to be doing this. But I think it, again, kind of going back to you being, you know, employee hire number four and kind of the development and build out of this team. I mean, it, it is, if you look on it on the surface, you're like, okay, it's home textiles. Like how many times can you talk about sheets, duvets, pillowcases? I mean, your product line is expanded tremendously, but in those early stages, you know, it definitely seems like it is something that is a riskier investment for not risky in the sense of like, you don't really know, but it could, it could potentially not convert. Yeah. I think that, um, you really like a CEO or founder has to have the confidence that quality content, the, the long tail effect of quality content is there. I think um, what is pretty extraordinary about Parachute is that our founder and CEO, RALK, did have the foresight and the confidence to invest in content early on. And of course, it's helpful for SEO, uh, but really it is the long tail impact of creating high quality content that's evergreen you know, we're not publishing stories that are like today's top news or, you know, clickbaity sort of stories. We're really creating content that educates and inspires that can be shared throughout the year. And, you know, it comes in at different points of the purchasing process. Um, maybe you are just considering betting. So the stories um, that provide background on how our betting is made and where it's made um, is of most interest to you. Uh, maybe you're not in the market for betting right now, but you are really interested in redesigning your bedroom. And so you're finding our interior design stories uh, most compelling at that point. Um, you know, we measure the impact of the content through traffic um, time on site, uh, but ultimate, ultimately, you know, the revenue as well. We're able to track revenue from the blog to the e-commerce site, and that really helps us sort of get a better understanding of which stories are converting. Um, and less about the money, but more about the interest. You know, if the stories on how to find the right pillow for your sleeping style, you know, if that story is generating like thousands of dollars every day, we're, we're clearly tapping into something. And that's that people have not had that information accessible. They don't know that if you're a side sleeper, you know, you should try this pillow. If you're a back sleeper, you should try this pillow because, you know, you don't want to pinch your neck. And what we found through traffic and revenue um, was what sort of stories were connecting. And then we can build our editorial roadmap with that information in mind. Um, but it's also a, a huge part of the content is, you know, the feedback loop. Uh, brands that are interested in partnering with us because the sort of stories that we're publishing, um, you know, we really take time to research all of our sleep stories. Uh, we work with experts in each field, whether it's an interior designer or it's a sleep expert who is sharing more information about snoring um, or you know, with our manufacturers, you know, why and how they started in Portugal um, almost 80 years ago and why linen thrives in that sort of climate and, you know, how the industry has evolved over the years. So all of our content is completely authentic and original. And I think, you know, consumers aren't stupid. They, they don't want to be placated um, or, you know, they don't like patronizing content 
that's clearly clickbaity. You know, when you click on it, you're like, wait, I learned nothing, but it had a catchy headline. You know, totally. that's the opposite of our content. You know, it's very direct and it's educational and it's accessible. And I think that that makes all the difference. Yeah. And what is your kind of editorial planning process? Because, you know, as a consumer of the Parachute brand and, and a big fan, you know, I to me, it's like email first. Like I get those parachute emails in my inbox. I always open them because it's like story first, product second, even though like product is probably one of the first things visually that I'm consuming. Um, how do you kind of plan those things out? I mean, obviously it trickles through social and you're probably using some of that content towards your paid. Like, are you, yeah, just talk to me. Yeah, about that totally. Process. I mean, above all, the content must support the parachute brand and the parachute product. So Again, half of that content is educational. So with every new product launch, whether it's, you know, an extension into the bathroom or into the kitchen or, um, uh, you know, a new essential quilt line that we're, that we're rolling out, uh, we're going to create content around that product. We're going to share how it was designed, um, how it was made, where it was made, how we styled it, a little behind the scenes on the photo shoot. So we're really giving customers an opportunity to get like a 360 peek into the parachute lifestyle and how we develop these products. So they're always going to be part of the roadmap. And I think people love learning about the behind the scenes story as we grow. Um, and then, of course, there's the calendar to keep in mind. You know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, holiday season. We're going to create content around the calendar season um, because it's relevant. And, you know, people are shopping for certain uh, types of gifts during the holiday season. And, you know, maybe uh, a bedding set isn't the obvious gift, but a travel kit is or an eye mask is. And so we create content that dovetails with the calendar as well. And then we have themes. So um, beyond the products that are rolling out, beyond the calendar year, we designate a theme to each month. And January was all about fresh start, you know, winter whites, um, you know, the year that you refresh your bedding and your, your bedroom look. And you spend so much time there. And because it's not forward-facing, uh, people are not as comfortable investing. You know, uh, people will easily spend $400 on shoes, but have to like hem and haw about whether to spend $400 on their bedding. And you use your bedding every day. So it's, it's really helping people um, to feel uh, confident and excited about investing in themselves um, in a different way. You know, not something that everyone else is going to see, but something that is going to impact your every day. So that was like, you know, that theme ran through all of our January content. So it could be, you know, how to start the new year fresh, to how to care for your towels to make them last longer, um, you know, to a Q&A with the citizenry. Um, we just launched a lumbar pillow in partnership with the citizenry, um, which is a fantastic home decor brand that works with artisans around the world. And, you know, that's an easy way to update your look, just a beautiful lumbar pillow. You walk into your bedroom and you're like, Hmm, damn, that looks beautiful. And that's a really easy way to start fresh. Um, so, you know, all the content, um, over the month will, will fall under that theme. Um, and February will be all about the bathroom because we are introducing some really awesome new products for our bath line. So we're really going to talk about the bathroom, you know, how to keep it clean, how to renovate, um, how to refresh it, how to take care of these bath products. 
That's sort awesome. Of That's yeah. so cool. And so how far back are you guys? I mean, okay, so let me backtrack my question. When I think about what makes a strong brand, like what makes somebody connect with a brand, I typically crack it down to two things. And I think it's the copy and I think it's the visuals, and especially kind of millennial driven brands that are this new revolution of, Absolutely. of transparency and creative and, you know, user experience and all that. Um, how involved do you get in the creative from the sense of like the, all of the beautiful images that you guys have that have to support all of these stories? Um, you know, is that, is that, we've talked a lot about writing, but like how much is that kind of enveloped in your process and how far out do you have to plan for those things? Well, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, you've talked about investing in content and we absolutely do in terms of personnel, Parachute has a content team and, you know, I was employee number four there. So it obviously speaks to the fact that it's a priority, but I'm not going to lie. Our budget is very small. You know, uh, the e-commerce site is, you know, that's our core. And if the e-commerce site is not functioning well and the user experience and interface and visuals are not world-class, then the content doesn't really matter because no one's going to shop the e-commerce site. So I have always uh, been pretty scrappy and nimble and I like having constraints because I think it forces you to be creative. And so our budget has always been very small on the content team. And what we invest in is the quality of the writing. And that's really the personnel and the freelance writers that we hire because we do have a, a small roster of freelancers that contribute, as I mentioned before, interior designers, sleep experts, that sort of thing. Uh, but the visuals, um, you know, a lot of times we will use assets that were created from a product photo shoot. Um, and other times we will exchange bedding uh, for deliverables um, from an influencer or from a photographer. And, you know, we have to be pretty scrappy with, um, you know, how we're able to make the blog come together every day uh, because the website is the most important, I would say, property uh, at Parachute. And it all starts there. So if, you know, even if our stories are fantastic and people are like, oh, now I get thread count or I understand what sateen is, if they go on the site and they can't navigate it and, you know, it's there's not beautiful imagery, we've lost them. So um, really the, the website is super important and we're so lucky at Parachute. We have an outstanding creative director, Amy Hoban. Uh, she really works more with the product, um, but she was at Ralph Lauren Home for 10 years, Shabby Chic for five years, and she not only designs these beautiful bedding and bath textiles, but she really oversees their photo shoots as well so that the products that you know she's conceived are, are visually represented you know, the way that she had, that she had planned. And so those visuals are really fantastic and we just kind of piggyback onto that. That's amazing. It's so cool. I mean, it's, it's a very now approach to marketing. Um, I think that it is really kind of the way forward for all brands. I mean, really it's something that like we as a company talk about all the time, the importance in, you know, having a strong narrative and telling great stories. And those stories might be very educational or they might be very inspirational, like all the things that you're talking about. But ultimately, those stories are what's going to lead 
the reason for someone to open an email or for somebody to like click through on a, you know, Pinterest ad or whatever it is. And so it's just, um, always refreshing to hear from the brands that are doing it and something that you've like spearheaded at this company from the beginning. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I think it also depends on the sort of voice that you have created. Um, you know, parachute is warm. We're accessible. We're kind of like that friend who's really cool and who always knows what's trending, but can identify like quality from a fad. And, um, I, I think that, a lot of people have connected not just with the visuals or with the product, but with how we communicate. Um, you know, when you walk into Tom Ford, you're supposed to be intimidated. Like mm-hmm. you're supposed to be like, oh, should I touch anything? But um, <laughs> Parachute is, you know, we're way more accessible. And, you know, you never knew uh, about thread count or you never knew about you know, what Egyptian long staple cotton is and why it's the best here. We'll tell you, you know, we'll share that information. We really, really, really want to empower you with information so that you do feel confident, uh, you know, investing with us and purchasing with us and waking up with us. I mean, talk about the most, you know, intimate of home textiles. Um, you know, we spend about seven, eight hours with you every night. So totally. It's important in between to, the sheets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone should be sleeping with us. Um, and and kind of one of my last questions is, you know, how how intensive, even just like on a daily basis, is that refinement of voice, especially now that you have a team that you're managing who are, you know, taking taking what's been set forth and infusing it on a daily basis. Do you find that it's very minimal or is, is the editing process still really um, a big piece of the content strategy? I think um, whether it's the content department or the brand marketing department or even the digital and dev teams, uh, the onboarding process is essential at any company. Um, Even if you're not writing copy or you don't even, you know, send emails outside of the office because you might, you know, be a junior developer engaging with the senior developer and you don't really, you know, communicate with anyone outside there. Um, Even in those situations, everyone should have a clear understanding of the parachute voice. It's like, you know, we need everyone, no matter what they do at parachute, to be able to articulate who we are as a brand if they're having drinks with friends or if they're in an elevator um, with, you know, someone at Bloomberg or Vogue and you have, you know, three floors to describe what parachute does. Um, we have to make sure that that's consistent across the board and that everyone really understands who we are as a brand. So I think the most important thing is during the onboarding process to really share that and to really connect with new hires so that they understand the brand values, the brand voice, who our audience is. And once you really equip them with that information and they feel that connection, I think that you can scale very quickly from there. I don't have to be a gatekeeper as much because everyone from the onset understands who we are and then it becomes very authentic. So is Parachute an emoji brand? Because emoji is really a language these days. It is. And that is a great question. Um, Our audience is 25 to 45, evenly split male and female. So I think that some of the younger customers 
and uh, younger members of our community are obviously emoji experts. And so I think we use emoji when it's like according to the medium. So on Instagram, we've got some emoji going on, but in our emails, we don't use emoji um, because we're keeping in mind the broader audience. Um, So I would say it's a, it's site specific. Uh, We don't shy away from emoji, but I would definitely say that it's not a core part of who Parachute is only because we do have a fairly broad audience. Um, I mean, if you think about it, everybody sleeps. So we have, you know, a a lot of potential there. Um, But we want to stay true to, you know, uh, our voice and our values. Um, But I think it's just uh, more of like where we do that. Yeah. Yeah, We use the emojis. Amazing. Um, So final question. What is your resolution for this year? My resolution, I would say, um, I don't have anything crazy. Um, I really am focusing on creating more of a balance and just committing to more of a balanced lifestyle. Um, I have a tendency to do like all or nothing thinking and all or nothing in my life. And I think that I'm really embracing more of a balanced approach to work to personal relationships, to, you know, adventure and, um, hobbies. So I I think that's, that's my ultimate goal. And I think that it definitely coincides with, you know, who parachute is a brand is as a brand as well, because we really advocate, um, you know, taking care of yourself, uh, prioritizing sleep and wellness. And we do have a really awesome, uh, work environment where we really, prioritize, you know, work-life balance. Um, and so I just need to get better at at doing that too, because sometimes, you know, I just get in the zone and like, I will just write and I'll work until like, you know, midnight. And I'm like, this is not good for like the long, the, you know, the, the sort of like long plan. Totally. And, uh, I have, you know, I want to be with parachute. Um, I want to see us like be the biggest, home textiles brand in the world. So I got to pace myself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, thank you so much for today. Um, we have to have you share any social handles, website addresses for our listeners to follow along and consume all this great content or even follow you personally. Gladly. Uh, thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. This is my first podcast. Uh, so I'm a little nervous, uh, but I, it's just been You'd fantastic. Oh, you know, it's great know. speaking with you. Um, so again, Parachute, we um, are online at parachutehome.com. All of our social is Parachute Home. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all the usuals. Um, And the Parachute blog is just blog.parachutehome.com. You'll find it on the homepage of the website. You'll also find it um, in all of our email newsletters. We publish a story and share. um, So make sure you sign up for the parachutehome.com emails. And finally, again, my name is Rebecca Prusinowski, and you can find me on social at Rebecca Prus, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-P-R-U-S. Amazing. Um, and be sure to check out the Shapeshift Report, uh, www.shapeshiftreport.co for the latest issue. We've also had the pleasure of having Rebecca 
contribute articles um, throughout several issues. And so it's really a pleasure to be able to deep dive a little bit further with you over chat. Thanks. Thank you guys so much. We'll chat to you soon. Bye.